0: hello Andy
1: hello Linda oh
0: man you're a minute early
1: I was gonna say a minute early it's very rare that I'm not exactly on time but I was just sitting here staring at my screen and I figured why not go for it press the button
0: why not why not all right I'm gonna pull a stunt I'm gonna put my phone in my bag
1: We're stunting.
0: And we're going to see if you can still hear me. Yeah. All right. Can you?
1: I can can still hear you, yeah.
0: Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now?
1: Yeah, I can hear you just fine.
0: Oh, perfect. I'm having Bluetooth problems.
1: Oh, something wrong with your Bluetooth?
0: Yeah. Every time I've been listening to my podcasts, and lately, all day, I put my phone in my little bag, and uh, it disconnects from the headphones. Huh. But you know what? Some people don't have food or water. (laughs)
1: So. <laughs> is your. Is your bag lined with uh, some sort of metal? Is it like a metal bag? <laughs>
0: no, it's like a. It's like the shittiest tote bag.
1: You mean like a Faraday cage bag?
0: <laughs> yeah, it's like got coffee stains all over it.
1: Mm-hmm. Where Where are you walking tonight, Linda? If you're putting your phone in your bag, I assume you're on the move.
0: I'm on the go as always. Linda on the go. On the go. That's
1: a good name for this show, too. Linda on the go. <laughs> and that's a good one. Linda got stuff to do. She on the go.
0: Linda on. Linda, go go, Linda on the moon, whatever. Um,
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Freestyling, uh, they, I can see those
1: improv classes are working out well.
0: I know. There today they was pretty good. Today I had a scene where I found a little salamander that had a little flag, and it bought a the flag. A little flag? And it, yeah, it's one of it's Like, the first rule of improv is, like, don't ever try to explain an improv scene. Oh, 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 oh,
1: oh, you're describing (laughs) improv. I thought you were describing real life, and I was very confused as to how you found a salamander with a flag. Yeah, so how is improv class going? So you had a scene where a little salamander with a flag.
0: Yeah. And and you were um, like,
1: yes, and the flag is the Confederate flag.
0: No. (laughs) See, Andy, this is why you would be kicked out of improv. They'd be like, we're secretly all liberals. (laughs) Well, I mean,
1: is it a secret? (laughs)
0: <laughs> not too much no
1: can't it be a scene about how we all hate the salamander Is it, can that be we're doing?
0: <laughs> okay you're right but to answer your question i'm I, i'm just in williamsburg again i just did spin class again so I had a little bit of a routine going there you
1: go you've been traveling a bunch though still
0: oh my god yeah i was in arizona Instagram last stories. week yeah how was arizona Ari- arizona let me tell you it was way cooler than i expected
1: yeah, you had low expectations for Arizona.
0: Yeah, and I don't know why. You know, I think it's because uh, we were staying at this resort, and I looked online to the resort website, and uh, it was just a bunch of like old people. Like it looked like a, an advert for like a retirement community hangout, mm-hmm. which is fair because there are a lot of snowbirds in Arizona. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But the site, the site itself, was just so outdated, uh, and really like. Cheesy Web 2.0, like big buttons with like gradients and stuff, you know? Sure, I know and, that <laughs> The big bubbly buttons. Um, so I, I harshly judged this place before getting there. And then as soon as we got there, I was like, oh my god, it's like a mid-century paradise. Because apparently Frank Lloyd Wright had this uh, school and home really close to this place. And one of my favorite illustrators of all time, Alexander Gerard, mm-hmm. also was... In the area. So there's just like really great minimalist yet uh, childlike and fun architecture and design everywhere. So
1: it was really cool. Well, I hope all these companies are listening. If you want millennials to think your place is cool, you better update your website.
0: Yeah, up your dang website. Yeah,
1: and hire me to do it. There you go. Boom.
0: (laughs) And if we had a sponsorship by a website company... We'd probably plug that company right now. but Yeah, for now, I, can, I
1: can't imagine what kind of website <laughs> company sponsors podcasts. That am, wouldn't make any sense. I have no idea. It'd be weird for that to happen.
0: It'd be very dumb.
1: Oh, cool. I'm glad it was a nice trip to Arizona and you saw. Yeah, no, you it You had was, your expectations really uh, upset in a good way.
0: Yeah. And I got to meet a lot of the people that I work with, and that was really fun. And we did a big hike. We went up Camelback Mountain or Camelback Ridge or whatever it's called. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That turned out to be a lot harder than we all thought. That's the thing about hikes. Hikes always
1: turn out to be harder than I think they're going to be. <laughs> this is a recurring theme in my life. Yeah.
0: Yeah, this one was like a mile of scrambling straight up a mountain. Yeah. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not ready to do that in front of coworkers. I've uh, <laughs> Only known in person for two days. But is, we did it.
1: Isn't that kind of the point of like a team building thing, though? Get out of your comfort zone?
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: Mm. Yeah, my thing with hikes is I'm always like, oh, it's just a glorified walk. I can do a walk. And then, yeah. you know, it's just every step is just a little bit harder than a normal walk, but it adds up.
0: It really does. By the end, we were all like jello, jello legs.
1: And you got to come back down. That's actually one of the harder parts for me. You're trying to come back down when you're all tired. And you got to oh, catch yeah. your weight in every step. Going up is, in some ways easier.
0: Yeah, it's like, hey, be careful. Hey, look at your steps. Don't look out at this beautiful scenery that you hiked all the way up here for.
1: Mm-hmm. If
0: you don't look down, you might break your own... But off
1: <laughs> the old saying
0: oh there's a cat running next to me
1: running oh, this next is awesome. to you
0: awesome yeah it's just like behind a fence like keeping step with me
1: like a dog like
0: <laughs> yeah
1: will it accept <laughs> the pats try to offer it a pat
0: it's it's mewing at me i'm gonna try to take a pic of I it i can hear it really yeah amazing a hi bit. cat do you hate cats or do you like cats
1: um, it is a long-standing uh, trope that I, ooh, Andy hates cats. He sure is not a cat person. Uh, but I actually don't mind him so much. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty badly allergic to cats, which I think is where this trope comes from. And one of my dear friends in high school, his family had a cat, and the basement of their house was just completely taken over by this cat. Like, the cat oh. was the basement, and everywhere else was people territory, but downstairs was all cat. And the was one it and only... a
0: pee-pee cat? Did it pee on stuff? I don't think so.
1: I think it was house-trained, but uh, it definitely okay, peed I in a box in the, think... in the basement, and, you know, that's still inside the house, so you can smell yeah, that Yeah, it a still takes bit. over. What I'm mostly thinking of is, like, dander and hair, you know? And they just think about right. a basement, right? Like, a basement being below ground, you know, I feel like it's not as likely to get, like, incidentally cleaned, right? Like, if you have some, like, right. dirt on the first floor of your house, you just open some windows and doors, and, you know, some some of it blows out. That's how that works, Right. But the basement, right, sure. you know, the basement's like a natural reservoir to, like, gather all of this detritus. So, Ooh. anyway, one time I stayed over at my friend's house and slept in the basement on this couch that this cat, like, owned for life. Oh, God. And I was already feeling, like, allergic before I went to sleep. And I woke up in the middle of the night, and my eyes were all, like, puffed shut. And I couldn't like, <laughs> breathe. And I was having, like, a minor panic uh. attack. And it was because I was sleeping on this couch, and the cat had curled up on my head on the couch. <laughs> uh, and so... Uh, so, yeah, anyway, people always like, oh, Eddie sure hates cats. I definitely prefer dogs, but right. cat, cats are fine. Cats are cool, whatever.
0: And that's okay. That's your right. What you um, cats are fine. What else did I do? Oh, yeah, I also went up into the mountains over the weekend after Arizona and watched Colin's very best friend from childhood run a marathon.
1: Was that a whole marathon, like a mountain marathon? I saw pieces of this yeah. on the Instagram. I did not know exactly yeah. what was going on.
0: Yeah, because I, I, I'm really bad at documenting things. I'm just like, hey, look. Yeah, uh, I, think okay, it's defi- I
1: think it's meant to document, you know, you're not there as a journalist. You're meant to document right. the feeling more than the, the facts. And I like think exactly. the feeling came across. I could tell he was working hard. He was sitting yeah. in that weird, uh, like, lower body cast at the end in that row oh, that of men all so in lower body cool. casts.
0: There were women in there, too.
1: Um, oh, right, right, right.
0: But so, yeah, so he ran this marathon, and it was uh, in Bear Mountain. So it's a trail run. It's like. There are parts of it that are pretty much just like a hike, kind of like the one I just described. Um, but people are running it, and so he ended up like finding a running partner who was like a former Marath- or uh, Ironman, and she like dragged him the last five miles or so,
1: wow. <laughs> apparently.
0: And she's like 48 years old, so like I, I was just kind of in love with her. She's Found boss. Out her boss. Yeah, her name's Ginger. And she's dope. That's um, pretty BA. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so they, they run through the woods and whatever. And so it's kind of fun. Cause we got to like drive to the different checkpoints and try to like get there before he did. Mm-hmm, and we mm-hmm. always got there like one minute before he did. Cause his, he was doing so great on time. And then at the end, yeah, they have these things now where like it's compressed air. So they like put your legs in these like full Black cast, you know, like the thing that takes your uh, air pressure or your um, blood pressure at yep. the pharmacy.
1: Yeah, that sleeve.
0: Yeah, so it's just like that, but like it coats your, or covers your entire leg from like thigh all the way down to toe. And I guess it just kind of like it, like rings all of the last lactic acid out of your muscles. Huh. Pretty cool. There's
1: something very like uh, that sounds very satisfying to be in like a little puffy, puffy pair of pants, basically that puff up into- and. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, like a really big hug.
1: That's gotta be somebody special, something. Somebody's turned on by that, I imagine.
0: <laughs> just you name it, somebody's turned on by it. Well, that's
1: just part of the beauty of the world, you know? There's something for everybody out there. There is. Some people like big old puffy pants that just squish your legs. Squish, squish, squish.
0: Yeah, and somewhere some guy gets a boner every time he hears a bicycle bell. Oh, yeah, that guy. <laughs> Good, for Good for him. There's gotta be one. There's
1: always one. Always At least wanted. one always. Well, I have not so been, have been sleeping, been Linda.
0: Okay, that's what you've been up to. Not yeah. sleeping. Yeah, I feel like I feel like on like one of our
1: earliest uh, calls, you asked me if I ever remembered my dreams. Maybe our first ever call, and I was basically Ooh, yeah. like, "Oh no, not really, not so much." Uh, I feel like since then, you kind of like cursed me, like a like a <gasps> witch. And I do this.
0: I do this to people. I'm serious. Do? Yes.
1: Well, congratulations! Okay, know, you've claimed another victim because uh, since then I've been like. Having pretty intense, vivid dreams, and let me tell you, oh none God. of them positive, Linda. None of them like super great. Oh my
0: God! It's some. There's something in the air right now. I've I've been having the same exact ones. Mine have uh, for a while. were all about animals, uh, different types of animals, like oh. taking over my life.
1: Like <laughs> I hope you just physically, heard like an animal, like attacks you, or like or like a hippo um, moves in, and like it's kind of a friendly so, roommate, and like leaves their laundry <laughs> around and stuff.
0: So there's one that was uh, so I've. In the past, I've been, you know, like just straight up attacked, like lunged at by alligators and lions and. What? Oh, yeah. Oh, he's in your dreams. Yeah. yeah, yeah."
1: Okay, I thought you were saying you had a real life experience where you got attacked by an alligator and a lion and that would turn. I was like, yeah, that would cause some bad dreams, I think.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I'm not like Australian, where that's like just normal everyday life stuff. But a few weeks ago, I had like this hilariously. I don't know, just like obvious dream that I was uh, going to my childhood home and guarding the front door was this massive rattlesnake Ugh. and I just, and it, 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 lunged at me and it got me and then I woke up. Um,
1: of course you woke up love, like, you know, because of the shock, right? One of those wake ups. Right. Yeah. Well, I where just, like, it,
0: but I also like felt the pain, like it got my leg and I like felt like woke up and it took a minute for the pain in the leg to go away. Like, the fake pain. Um, But then I also had one where I was at a bar, and there were all these, like, salamanders, like, just coincidentally to Mm -hmm. the improv thing.
1: Improv sneaking into your subconscious.
0: (laughs) Yep. Well, or vice versa, because I had the dream before the improv
1: Chicken and egg situation. situation.
0: Exactly. Uh, There were salamanders and scorpions, and they were just, like, covering the floor of this bar, but it was, like, such a hip and cool bar. That, like, everyone was like, yeah, I don't even care that there's, like, this gross <laughs> stuff all over the floor. The bartender's like, if you don't like it, you just leave.
1: I'm too aloof <laughs> to be intimidated by a floor covered in scorpions.
0: Yeah, so I just stayed there and, like, dealt with it. And was like, get me something to drink fast. There you <laughs> so go. I don't care less about this. But tell me, like, so what kind of creepy stuff have you been Well, none of it is particularly
1: interesting. I just have, like, a string... Like of like the full buffet of like normal anxiety dreams, and what'll happen is I'll have an anxiety dream and I'll wake up at like five thirty in the morning and I'll be like that sucked and I'll go back to sleep and then boom another different anxiety dream and I like wake up at six They'd and I'm be like, like oh, that was also terrible back to sleep oh, boom another anxiety out. dream, well most of them so Ugh. I would say my it's always like almost always one of them involves Sadie and something bad happens to Sadie uh, or dog Aww. because that is a thing that. I'm worried about all the time.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, it's also, like, the thing in your life that you pro- that probably depends on you the most. Like, as far as, like, if you stop feeding mm-hmm, it, mm-hmm. it will surely die.
1: Yep. And then there'll be, yeah. like, one, like, you know, work-related anxiety dream where I'm just, like, I had a computer and then the emails are all broken and I try to type a thing and the computer's, like, bleep, bloop, problems. Uh, <laughs> and then there's an anxiety <laughs> dream where, like, Hillary falls in love with some other man and runs away. Oh, and, no! like, All things completely unfounded in any any actual reality but just like pretty much every night it feels like different flavor of anxiety dream or like oh you have a new super disease no one's ever heard of and it's slowly killing you from the inside out and it's gonna be really bad and you're gonna suffer
0: yeah okay can I tell you for the last week uh my dreams have all been like increasingly hotter and more famous men coming on to me and uh me every time saying "Mm, no I gotta pass so, wait, so,
1: so your subconscious keeps upping the ante, and yes, you just keep turning it's like, it down. It's trying to get you to, trying to get you to, to be unfaithful. To, to cheat
0: on Colin. Yeah. yeah. But each time, I've been, I've been good, and I've just been like, Nah, I better not. Th- I better not fuck this one up. Now, and, can,
1: can you remember the succession of hotter and hotter men? I'm curious to hear the rankings. Okay. If you, if you can so them.
0: I, one of them was definitely John Hamm. One of like the late, okay, later later okay. ones. But one of that the ones. That guy's got a big ones, hog.
1: <laughs> are you familiar with his hog
0: I've heard about it I mean I haven't like seen it personally because I say no <laughs>
1: <laughs> well he's, when given the choice his, his thing appears to be basically never wearing underwear because if you just google ham hog you know he's just always walking around in <laughs> pants and no nothing holding that thing all good together good
0: for him whatever yeah, you know, do he, your seems, thing. he seems like a good guy
1: yeah sure alright so ham hog is number one and then what else who else yeah
0: and then one of the first ones was like, oh God, it was just, uh, do you know the guy? Have you ever watched Veep?
1: Uh, I have seen a couple episodes of Veep.
0: There's like the aide to the president's office in like season one, and then his, his name's like Jonah.
1: Oh, that like tall, or- skinny guy that's like kind of an a hole?
0: The tall, yeah the tall asshole mm-hmm. like for some reason he was like number one
1: <laughs> i was gonna say i think it, it's probably went where, from the, him... where the tears started and i think you right climbed up a couple steps to john, john ham <laughs> uh, well that sounds but... like a fun kind of series of dreams you just go to bed every night like you know rubbing your I hands together like i wonder wonder what's going to come down the buffet <laughs> line tonight
0: Ooh, i wonder who it'll be but it's like the worst because i'm like oh no what if what if tonight's the night that i fuck it up like, I won't be able to look in Colin's eyes all day tomorrow. I don't think
1: it's how dreams work. I think I think you're allowed to, to do some stuff in a dream. I think that's fine.
0: <laughs> well, all right. You said it. I mean, I so. guess you should talk
1: to Colin about it, probably. But I don't know. I feel like it's <laughs> something you can't really control. Plus, you know, it keeps up in the ante. Your subconscious keeps just, like, stacking it up.
0: Yeah. It's pretty cool. <laughs> but yeah, we'll see. I'm sorry I gave you bad dreams, though.
1: Yeah, I definitely blame you,
0: 100%. This has been a thing, though. I, I kid you not. Like... Every dude that I have been with, like, and dated seriously in my life, you're not one of those people, but they, after sharing a bed with me for a few nights, tell me, I have been having the most fucked up dreams.
1: So (laughs) you are some sort of witch then, huh?
0: I don't, uh, yeah.
1: I do think a lot of it is just, uh, like psychosomatic in the sense that i had a couple nights where i remember my dreams and i was like oh man did something change am i remembering dreams now and then now Mm -hmm. it's like a thing i'm thinking about kind of in the background of my life and i think that is how it works i think it makes you a lot more likely to then remember subsequent dreams until some other uh you know watershed event that changes the way you relate to your subconscious
0: totally yeah and they say that if you want a lucid dream that throughout the day You should just say to yourself, I will dream tonight, and I'll remember those dreams. Oh, see, the
1: thing thing I've heard about lucid dreaming is that you're supposed to, like, set an alarm for, like, an interval, like, maybe every six hours or something. And every six hours, you just, you know, the alarm goes off, and you remind yourself, you look around, and you say, is this a dream? And you say, no, it is not a dream. You, like, assess your your surroundings and, like, realize it's not a dream. And then what will happen is in your dreams, you will because you've done this so much in your regular life, it becomes such a habit in your dreams. You will do the same thing where like your alarm will go off. You will think, is this a dream? And if you're lucky, your subconscious self will look around and assess a situation and realize you don't realize how you got where you are. And something is like some magical oh, reality is yeah. going on. And then you can actually like become conscious that you're in the dream, in the dream.
0: Like, whoa, my hand is a telephone. <laughs> and That's I've always, not right.
1: I've always kind of wanted to try that, but then it's, it also is kind of terrifying to me to, uh, actually succeed in that
0: yeah because
1: then like then you're just you know you're along for the ride and you realize you know you ever it's it's like what happens when uh if i'm like alone in like a, a weird house or something or you know for example like i'm camping or something and i have to like walk out the middle of night into the woods to pee or something you know it my,
0: happened it happened one second
1: what happened
0: the thing with the ba- with the bag and with the phone what
1: was gonna happen i can still hear you
0: well, I know, but that's just because it's on the phone now.
1: Oh just well, hang in there. Okay, I'm waiting. Hold. Holding. Thank you. Do 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 beep 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 boo do beep boo. Bluetooth. Somewhere All right, in right Williamsburg. Linda is on a sidewalk. Fumbling with her fancy headphones. Siri, connect Lynch's headphones.
0: Ah, oh, dang it. <laughs> Alright. Alright, here we go.
1: <laughs> Did you get it sorted out?
0: Yeah, but I mean, we'll see. If it happens again, I'll just uh, switch to regular old. Hold the telephone what are you laughing
1: at me for i just i I like the fact that you just screamed it happened as if you were like a kid who just like lost their first tooth or something you were were both shocked and excited that this was this was going on and then just the the dang it ringing out through the night (laughs) as you try and sort out the phone
0: oh dang it
1: anyway in a situation my brain often does this thing where if i'm in a situation that like could be scary, my brain goes, what would be the scariest thing that could happen in this situation? Self. Yeah, and that's so let's messed just, up. Let's just imagine the scariest conceivable thing could happen in this particular context. And I can't stop my right. brain from doing it. It just won't stop. And Yeah, my, like my as fear, if in the dream
0: you're going, oh, what next? Like well, the, the leprechaun's gonna turn into Satan? Well,
1: that's <laughs> the thing. I, I fear that as soon as I became you know, aware that I was dreaming, as soon as I, like, you know, entered lucidity, then my brain would go, oh, we're in control of this universe, what's the scariest thing we could possibly do to ourselves, and it would just do it, and I'd be there like, no, 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 it's pet puppies, let's do something fun, <laughs> let's, let's see John Ham. I don't know, something, and it wouldn't, it wouldn't work out, I would instead be like, I don't know, I, I, I can't even, I don't even want to think about what the scariest thing that could happen in a, in a dream yeah. world you completely control reality would be. So
0: don't. Wait, so is that why you've been so tired? Because you've been having these nightmares, or because of something else?
1: Uh, I've definitely not been sleeping well because of the dreams, yeah. Uh, and then, wow. and then I get in this weird place where, like, even if I'm so, for example, what happened? Uh, we went camping at our friend's cabin uh, on Friday, and I didn't Spilly. sleep that well because it was a cabin, and you know, it's just normal, not good sleeping situations. Plus, I had to drive all the way out and back. So anyway, Saturday night I was exhausted because, like, I didn't sleep all Friday night for like normal cabin reasons, like sleeping on a you know, wood floor with no no way to block out the light. And I'm actually, I'm totally, right. I'm a like, weird old man now and I need my white noise machine to sleep well. Do you sleep with the white noise machine? Oh my God, machine?
0: me too. I do, yeah.
1: I like, I have to take it with us when we travel places because I just, I can't, like the oh, silence. Oh, I just have
0: like a rain app on my iPhone.
1: I have that as a backup. And, like,
0: and so Colin has it too. So we put it on either side of the bed. So it's like stereo. So sound.
1: <laughs> yeah. Dolby 2.1, <laughs> double white noise. <laughs> Yeah, such pussies. But anyway, all of that means I didn't sleep that well Friday night, so I was exhausted on Saturday, and I like felt really sleepy. And I was like, I'm getting good night's sleep tonight. Nothing to do Sunday morning. It's gonna be great. And I tried to go to bed early, and I just couldn't sleep. I laid there until like twelve thirty or one, even though I was exhausted. I just couldn't like my brain started going, and I couldn't stop. Uh, and, ugh, I don't know.
0: And are you usually in bed by like ten? Uh
1: yeah. Usually, I would say I'm in bed by nine thirty or ten. Got it. Because I'm very excited so and young, and, and I have a very thrilling life We're thrilling hey, things happen. You.
0: you know what? I wish I did that more. You always feel great the next day. You're like, why don't I do this every day?
1: Well, see, the bad part is I oftentimes am in bed then, and then I can't fall asleep for a while, and I'm listening to podcasts and I'm sitting there thinking anxiety. Yeah.
0: Thoughts. But I still feel like that time counts, like where your body is like, all your muscles are slowing down and. Yeah. I think if you're
1: sitting there feeling crazy anxious, it's probably not super restful. <laughs>
0: <Probably>. <laughs> well, just don't be anxious. There you go. Problem solved. Oh, I hadn't thought of that. Oh, I'll give that a try.
1: <laughs> it's a nice life this hack. Is... No, the um, I've been realizing more and more that like... Here's, here's a question for you. Do you feel like, you know, the kind of person you are and the kind of person you perceive yourself to be was dictated a lot by how you relate to your immediate family? Like... You know for example, uh, the example I can give right now in this context is that my I come from a very anxious family my uh, my dad's mm. side of the family is notorious for being like borderline paranoid and like you know safety freaks and you know always just like worst case scenario for for example that there's a story where one of my grandfather's friends one time was in a car accident in like the sixties and they happened to have a bowling ball in the back seat of their car <gasps> and the bowling ball when they got in the car accident like Came through and like hit the person that was in the passenger seat in the back of the head and killed them. And for that reason, no one in my enormous oh, side of my, my family God. will put any loose object in a car without like tethering it down. Because and that's of the one clearly
0: just like the most freak accident. Yeah, yeah. And the world. but also like I've heard that in car accidents. Like anything can really become that much of a projectile, you know well, like that's the what they think that too. You're, like
1: they'll put they'll, they'll they'll bungee cord everything to everything because they're just you know they're that because of the one bowling ball in nineteen sixty two or whatever that unfortunately killed some poor person in New Jersey, everything gets tethered to everything, and that's the kind of like wow. paranoid my dad's family is, but anyway, relative to them growing up, I was always like very chill. Like, I I did not have any anxiety or stress related relative to them. And so for a long time, I perceived myself as somebody that didn't really have problems with anxiety or stress. And now I'm realizing that like, actually, I think compared to the general population, I have quite a bit of anxiety and stress. It's just that I was comparing myself to some like, you know, really elevated standard when I was uh, a kid. Now, is there anything like that in your family where like... You perceive yourself to be normal, and then you get out of the context of your family as you're growing up, and you realize (laughs) that actually you're a little bit insane. realize,
0: no, not really. No, because I think that, like, I have, I I tend to gravitate for some reason towards, uh, like, neurotic people. Like, to me, that's just, like, pure neuroses, like, bungeeing everything down to to the car. And, uh, yeah, so I feel like, like, one of my best friends in Atlanta, his family is definitely like that. Um, Just, like, afraid of everything and every situation, just going, all right, what's going to go wrong? But, like, let's take this seriously and do our best to prevent those things. Because I think, for me, what I've learned is that no matter what you prepare for, like, it's all, there's going to be some random fucking thing that you never would have thought of that is going to happen. Life just happens. It really does. I mean, it's like, yeah, don't be an idiot. Like, drive safe, wear a seatbelt. Don't Don't put bowling
1: balls in your car (laughs) ever.
0: Don't put bowling balls. Oh, my my God. That's so insane. Yeah, But uh, my mom does have a lot of anxiety um, And my dad I think that his anxiety Manifests itself in different ways So like he will just space the fuck out When he's like working really hard on something He kind of turns into this like Hilarious zombie that you live with Who's like you know putting his orange juice In his cereal and his shoes In the pantry and (laughs) he's just Kind of like oh dad That's very adorable (laughs) Yeah and it's only when he gets like really stressed out and, like, because, I don't know, it seems like his creative brain takes over the rest of all of his cognitive skills or something. <laughs> he just forgets how to be a person. Yeah. Um, but my mom will just, yeah, she'll freak out about all of the tiniest things and stay up all night uh, preparing against them. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's how my whole that's how my that's how my childhood was. Like one of the things I always remember too is I was never allowed outside if it was windy because a tree branch might fall off a tree and kill me. Wow. And I was like I was like, look, I've been alive for twelve years and I've never once seen a big tree branch fall ever in our yeah. yard. Not once. Uh, and even <laughs> on the windiest of days in the middle of a giant thunderstorm, and so today's a little breezy and I'm still not allowed to go outside because a tree branch might murder me.
0: Right. That's the okay. Kind of that thing reminds where, like, me. Oh,
1: I would say that's, well, uh, a, that's the kind of thing where, like, I don't think there ever was a uh, you know somebody in 1962 that got killed by a giant tree branch. <laughs> it was a friend of a friend of my dad's family. I think right. just you know that uh, that mentality just pervades. They've watched
0: the news a few too many times, yeah. and they've heard of stories. Yeah, my mom always talked about exposure. Like sometimes she would just get anxiety about us getting hurt or like something happening to us. So we would be like, "Hey, I'm going to go to my friend's house," and she'd be like, "No." And you're like, why not? It's like Friday night. It's gonna go hang out. And she's just like, well, you've already driven five times this week. And statistically speaking, wow. the more you drive, wow. the more you, more likely you are to get into a wreck of some sort. Wow! 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 So it's all about reducing your exposure.
1: Wow! And this so, is like some amazing thought technology, because like, in some ways, right? it is the most sane way to think about it because it's, like, backed by facts and whatnot. And in some ways, it's also the most not sane way to think about it at all, because (laughs) it's not like the fifth time is more risky than the first time. It's It's just that there's more of them.
0: Exactly, because it's all just random. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's what's so dangerous about my mom's anxiety in general is that it really kind of does make some sense. <laughs> <And> <laughs> Those are the like, most well, dangerous
1: people? The people that are, you know, they're a little bit out there. And then, but also you're like, eh, I kind of nod my head at that also.
0: I mean, like, you're technically right, but also you're technically wrong. So I'm going to go with the one that serves my purpose.
1: Yeah. That's like my mom go. always told me when I was growing yeah. up, when I was learning to drive that uh, I had to be extra vigilant around our house because most accidents happen within two miles of the home. And I was like, like, okay. That's just because you're mostly driving within two miles of your house, for sure. Like, every trip includes four miles within two miles of your house. Uh, No, it's just that that you're more
0: comfortable. You're letting your guard down.
1: Yeah, that's probably it. Who knows? But, I mean, in my mom's defense... The only parks I've ever been in was, in fact, about 100 yards from my house. So that, You know what? Same here. <laughs> so, you know, mother's <laughs> Mine was mother's on, no best. Like
0: on the second turn out of my driveway. So. Yeah.
1: Ours was in our neighborhood because yeah. someone was just driving around without looking. So
0: All right. So that one checks out. But
1: <laughs> All right. Well, when one point moms. There you go, moms. There's a point for you. All
0: right. Exactly.
1: But yeah. So I'm here. hoping I can uh, get to sleep at some point and stop being so yeah, me too. stupid anxious about dumb things that don't matter.
0: Yeah. <sighs> uh. But yeah, that's that's my life this week. Sweet life. It's a good life.
1: Well, should we call it there?
0: Yeah, I think so.
1: All right. Well, I hope you had a nice walk.
0: Thank you. It Talk was actually to you
1: perfect. you next week, right?
0: Yeah.
1: All right. Good night, Linda.
0: Bye. Bye.